0: Good morning to you, Tucson, and all of southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, The Voice, dealing in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. Happy Friday to you. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. It is Friday, February the 25th, and we made it through a short week. It is uh, it is uh, Friday. Welcome to the weekend. What is it, Matt, that we called Friday? I can't remember. We have so many names for Friday. But we made it, sir. Good to be with you. We did. Rodeo weekend, Kolo Guard classic
1: weekend, golf. Uh, God, everything's going on.
0: And this is the last thing standing between people and the weekend. So let's do this thing. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned all those things. I'm like, man. Uh, Horse racing? We, we got to get through this 9 o'clock hour. Yeah. Here. <laughs> you name it. Oh, man, but no, good uh, Good to be good to be with you, uh, Matt, and our listening audience. 520 is the live line number you can use to join the conversation today. Most of the show today, and we like it this way on Fridays, uh, is an opportunity to wrap up the week to discuss the things that we did not get to Monday through Thursday, a uh, busy week with guests and guest conversations. Most of today's show will be some of my thoughts on things Uh, And hearing from you and talking with you, what's on your mind in real time, 520-790-2040. And then at the end of the hour, we'll catch up with uh, Akhil Hamid from Sustainable Strength System. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and also uh, some of my progress through the program. And uh, I have to change my commercial, Matt, because it keeps saying that I have 30 pounds that I don't need. It's actually less now, thankfully. So we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about that. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that'll be good to close out the week. So that's our show, Matt. Uh, the phone lines are open, 520-790-2040. I, I want to talk about a couple of things today. We'll cover Ukraine, what's going on in Ukraine, an ever-evolving situation. I may take a bit of a 30,000-foot look at it rather than a, you know, reporting on what's happening at this very second. Um, but uh, the U- I agree with this tagline of an article, and I'll tell you more about it in a little bit. The Ukraine crisis has revealed that the U.S. can't shed its big brother image on the world stage, talk about that. Uh, I also wanna talk about, uh, I think, Tucson's Business Disconnect, and a little bit of a different way of talking about that, my, my way of talking about that, Tucson's Business uh, Disconnect, some things over the last couple of weeks that triggered that thought in my brain, so we will discuss that as well and more. That's our show today. So, so Matt, I know you watch this uh, pretty closely as well, and it's been fairly public as well. Um, there have been some uh, not so uh, business friendly comments made during a, a council meeting about a company called Beckton Dickinson. Um, a decision was supposed to be made around Rosemont and, and uh, water storage agreements this week that was pushed off at, in council. But uh, a council member uh, basically said, we don't wanna do anything. Uh, that helps Rosemont. Uh, point blank. Period. Full stop. And I know you watch this stuff. You've been watching this even longer than I have. Um, but Matt, it it got me. It got me thinking about some things. And it's interesting to hear in very public forums, either at council meetings or in the papers, uh, a very anti-business uh, narrative starting to really rear its head again. It seemed to not be as present for a while but it's making a comeback and um i don't know i got some thoughts matt but it certainly got me thinking the last couple of weeks
1: yeah yeah it was a interesting statement that he made and um i don't know i just you start calling out businesses like that and you say no and you say no long enough and businesses will stop asking so
0: yeah, you know, I think it, it's incumbent. Here, here's here's the angle I want to take on it, Matt. It, it, I think it's incumbent on cities uh, to be uh, first, at least, asking two questions. How can we make this work and or how can I help? Uh, and if you get to the end of the process and there's not a mutually beneficial benefit, uh, then, then it's time to say we tried and here's why it didn't work, here's why it shouldn't work. But how can we make this work uh, and how can I help? But Matt, I wanted to take... Uh, a different angle on this conversation real quick this morning. There's, there's a dissonance, there's a disconnect that I have yet to make sense of uh, in my mind, and, uh, and that is this. Look, the, uh, let's start at the top. The, the, the state of Arizona, the Board of Regents, has worked with the state legislature to develop what they call a new economy initiative which basically looks at the three state universities around the state and says, you have core competencies and key strengths in these areas. We want to invest in those. And uh, the University of Arizona, Matt, is recognized by the state, by the border regions, for mining, for uh, space exploration and aerospace and defense, uh, and for health sciences, biosciences. And these are the three areas that the state is funding, that the state is recognizing the University of Arizona uh, as being really good in. Uh, just uh, last June, Matt, June, June of 2021, uh, in the College of Engineering, and the College of Science, a, the University of Arizona opened a new school of mining and mineral resources. And here's how the university's article starts. As the global population works to reduce carbon emissions, the need for mined resources such as copper is increasing. The World Bank estimates demand for copper could grow 200% by 2050. Arizona produces 74% of the nation's copper and is the sixth largest copper producer in the world, plays a key role in ushering in a more sustainable future and a well-prepared workforce is critical to making that happen. Thus, the Lowell Institute for Mineral Resources. Uh, And and this, this school... Uh, is funded to look at basically more sustainable ways. There's a global increase in the need uh, for mining and mineral resources, uh, but there needs to be a transformed approach, says the new school, to the sustainable use of earth materials. Working together with communities and partners, we can develop the people and innovative best practices required for the responsible production and sustained reuse of mineral resources." Unquote. So this is, this is an article out of the University of Arizona. So, so Matt, my angle on this is not just this kind of binary, are you business friendly? Are you not business friendly? It, it, it's this conversation of the state and the legislature and the Board of Regents recognizes the University of Arizona uh, as being a mining and mineral resources powerhouse. It is funding the university to do such. The university it, it, it is developing the, the institutions and putting the money in to do those things. But when it stops at the doors of the U of A, it comes down from the state, the Board of Regents, the legislature, the U of A, all of that stops at campus's edge. And, and look, let's have conversations about water resources and the best way to do mining Uh, and do our partners do those things? We can have those conversations in this community, and we do, but we never say, gosh, we've got some of the most innovative minds, people, institutions working on the new face of mining and mineral resources. Why does all that talent stop at the campus's edge? Why does it never filter into the community and how our leadership, public and private, approaches issues like Rosemont. Here's another piece of that, Matt, and I've mentioned this on the show before. For the fifth year in a row, the University of Arizona has earned the top spot in the United States for its work in the field of water resources. We literally have some of the smartest people in the entire world working on this issue. There, there's just no excuses for not being creative and innovative in how we balance the needs of a growing state and a growing locale with water responsibility. Again, when we talk about mining and mineral resources and water use and sustainability, it baffles me because we have some of the smartest people in one of the best institutions in the country and then the world working on these issues. But all that stops at Campus Edge. Uh, All that stops in the classroom. All that stops before it gets out into the community in our narrative and how we talk about the business of business locally let's have the deep conversations let's talk about all of the pros and cons but let's approach it with a how can i help what, what, what the art of the possible how can we make this work rather than just we're not going to do anything to help. it's it's just a, it's just a no from us one one last story and we'll go to break uh, we'll go to break on this uh, there was a Uh, statewide gathering of stakeholders in Arizona earlier this week uh, put on by the ASU Interplanetary Initiative at Arizona State University, integrating space in the local economy. They were the convener of a group of statewide partners in uh, focusing on integrating space in the local economy. And I thought to myself, and I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I am a, a fan of what ASU is doing. We have Michael Crow uh, on the show, the president of the university. You know, I've said on the air before, I'm an ASU alum, right? There's, there's no, you know, there's, there's no disdain or hate there. And by the way, there's no disdain or dislike for the U of A either. I'm that rare bird that likes and appreciates both just about equally. The state of Arizona and the Board of Regents have said that the U of A is the champion university of space exploration and space technologies. So why the heck is ASU the one putting this on? Why wasn't the University of Arizona the convener? What happened there? I can tell you what happened there. There's just not enough hustle, Uh, not enough hustle uh, in this part of the state to say, we are good at these things. We are going to integrate it into the local economy. Everything that the state says, that we're good at, and the Board of says that we're good at, and the University of Arizona develops. All that stops at campus's edge. And, and because of leadership, and vision, and a lack of intention, uh, you and I don't get to benefit from it. Meanwhile, Rosemont's been here for 15 years, waiting to make it work on their own land in Arizona. And I'll say this, and, I, and, and 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 I'm going to repeat myself, and I know I'm repeating myself, because this is how I want to close. Let's have a diff. Let's have the difficult conversations, but let's have them with an eye first to how can we make this work? How can I help? And realizing that we have literally, not hyperbolic, hyperbolically, literally, some of the smartest men and women at our fingertips in this community, to figure out how we can take advantage of our strengths in a way that is sustainable, practical, and makes your life and mine better. We just don't want to have that conversation. It's a darn shame because it leads to conversations like I had yesterday with Diana Charbonneau from Impact of Southern Arizona. We're talking about the 19% poverty rate, and everyone is celebrating the fact that it used to be 25, not that long ago, and now it's 19%, but of course, we trail the state, we trail the nation, we're poorer than both, And it leads to a community that is not allowed to be effective because we lack the vision, intention, and collaboration to at least give things a shot and to use the resources we have to try and make it work. I have never seen a community that is so disconnected from its strengths and pushes its economy in a completely different direction. It's a three to one. We're the one. There's three other. There's three other partners in the state saying, "You guys are really good at this stuff. Why don't you, why don't you do something with it?" And we're like, "No, nah, we're going to go in this direction." And look, I don't have the silver bullet. I don't know the answer. I'm just going to keep saying on this radio show there is a disconnect that just almost makes no sense. I don't understand it. It's weird to me. I get it. I know why it happens. I'm not dumb, but I don't understand. It, it, it is. It is an oddity of this community. It's going to hold us back until we figure it out. So there you go. Friday's our day to talk about things we didn't get a chance to talk about. That's been on my mind, you can probably tell, off my soapbox. Matt Neely, take us to break. When we come back, 520-790-2040, you can give us a call. We're gonna talk some uh, Ukraine the rest of the way. Uh, And then my fitness coach is gonna come on. We're gonna talk about the sustainable strength system and uh, give you an update on how it's going for me. We'll be right back here on Tipping Point 1030 The Voice.
1: Trusted local news and talk. 1030, The Voice.
0: Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com.
2: Hey, you. If you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team.
1: In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February.
0: Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, a local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson, and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order
3: Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from seven to ten for the Tom Sullivan Show on ten thirty
1: KVOI, the Voice.
0: And we're back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored in part by Little Love Burger. They opened in downtown Tucson last fall, and they're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at LittleLoveBurger for their most up-to-date hours. Uh, and make sure you mention when you go there that you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser uh, for a 15, percent discount off your next meal. I have heard from so many listeners and, and folks in my circle who've done that, tried it. The food's been great. They got the discount. It was an amazing experience. Uh, Go and support some great men and women running a a great restaurant in downtown Tucson, Little Love Burger. Uh, We started out today's show a bit of a short segment here now, uh, but that's okay because we talked about something that's been on my mind, and that is my continued wonderment uh, at a disconnect uh, between the skills the intelligence, the talent, the people, the ideas who are here to help Tucson solve some of its greatest problems. We talk about why we can't grow smartly in this community because of water shortages. But for the fifth year in a row, the University of Arizona has earned the top spot in the U.S. for its work in the field of water resources. We talk about our challenges with mining and sustainability, yet our university just stood up what is intended to be the top mining and mineral resources college uh, in the country, funded by a state and state legislature and border regions that sees the University of Arizona as being incredibly skilled in that field. A university that has been number one for decades on space exploration and space discovery, yet when it comes to a statewide convening, around integrating space in the local economy. It's not the U of A that hosts it, it's Arizona State University. There is a disconnect uh, where this community doesn't have the intention, the leadership, the vision to take advantage of the people, talent, and ideas to integrate in the local economy what we're good at in so many ways. And my wonderment is what it has been, my uh my unsettled dissatisfaction and, and, and discontent <laughs> with that is growing by the week. Uh, because this community is dang talented in a lot of ways. And we just we just let it sit and it never leaves the edge of campus. Um, and uh, you can agree or disagree with me on that. I would love your uh, love your phone calls and thoughts. But that's my recap if you just joined us you can check out that segment on the, uh, uh, on the podcast. Uh, but I'll talk about this more in the third segment, but Matt, it has been uh, eerie, it's been weird, it's been sad, it's been heartbreaking to watch uh, the Ukraine crisis, watch what is going on in Ukraine. And it's fascinating to me, Matt, and I'll share more thoughts on the other side, that uh, one, an American strategy was to blatantly share with the world its intelligence. For weeks, the Biden administration has said, Russia's gonna invade Ukraine. And you hear from the Ukrainians yesterday, camping out in the subway station as a a makeshift bunker. And they were going to operas the day before, they were shopping, life was what they thought it was gonna be. And they didn't see this coming. Um, A lot of people didn't see this coming. Our intelligence, And our leadership saw it coming. And it is just sad to see what is happening. And people say, well, why is this a big deal? It's a big deal uh, because we haven't seen this kind of modern, traditional warfare takeover of a free country at this scale uh, since the 1930s. There's a lot of conflicts happening around the world right now. This is at its own scale with massive, massive, geopolitical implications, massive geopolitical implications. We'll talk about my thoughts on the other side. Uh, And uh, has this crisis revealed that the U.S. can't shed, shouldn't shed its big brother image on the world stage? That and more on the other side. We're halfway through this drive time hour tipping point on 1030 The Voice. We'll be right back. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys. If you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com.
2: Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team.
1: In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Helping you make better money decisions is what The Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice.
0: And we're back, Tucson, all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. We are live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenster on AM 1030 KVY The Voice. This is our Friday edition of the show where we talk about the, the people ideas and issues shaping Tucson's future that we didn't, uh, didn't, we, we didn't get to. In just a minute, we're going to talk with Akeel Hamid from Sustainable Strength System uh, about his uh, 12-week program can help you here at the top of the year get into the fitness shape that you've been wanting to get into, and uh, we'll tell you how it's been working for me. Uh, looking forward to having a keel on to close out the week. Uh, we've talked uh, some business items in Tucson. I want to now quickly talk about uh, some things that I'm thinking through as I watch the crisis in Ukraine, uh, crisis in Ukraine play out. Uh, I, I agree with the article that was written with the subtitle, "The Ukraine Crisis." has revealed that the U.S. can't shed its big brother image on the world stage. Peggy Noonan, a conservative writer for the Wall Street Journal, uh, always seems to shed the right amount of light in the right way on things. She wrote this uh, in a piece earlier this week in the Wall Street Journal. When I was a kid, they used to say, a coward dies a thousand deaths, the brave man but one. In time, I came to think, no, the imaginative die a thousand deaths, the dullard but one. You have to maintain an eye for peril and see its implications. The world is in new peril. On the unimaginative end, she writes of the spectrum, there is J.D. Vance, a candidate for the Republican U.S. Senate nomination in Ohio, whose theory of enacted populism apparently involves hearing the most careless thing a voter says in a diner and repeating it with an air of ingenuous self-discovery. Quote, I got to be honest with you, he says, I don't really care what happens to Ukraine one way or another he said on Steve Bannon's podcast. He cares about fentanyl coming over the border and killing our kids. Says Peggy Noonan, so do a lot of us, most of us. But responsible people care about both. This is a lousy moment for mindless pandering. You may not care about war, but war cares about you. Russia isn't up revolta with a gas station, it's up revolta with a gas station, the world's largest nuclear arsenal and a furious owner. What he does may have repercussions. If you would lead, you don't get not to care. I see little profit in continuing to go over who blew it most since the collapse of Soviet communism, which this is a Zacchaeanser insertion, has been just about every presidential administration (laughs) since the 1990s. I think both Republicans and Democrats have failed horribly uh, in this region and have misunderstood Putin, Russia, and the nationalism that drives the politics of this part of the world. But that debate shouldn't freeze thought now. Argue later, who was the biggest jerk 25 years ago, says Peggy Noonan. Whether the U.S. and the West were wrong or not, Mr. Putin is still wrong to invade Ukraine. And I gotta tell you, I've seen some people twisting themselves into pretzels uh, over whose fault this is and how to make it the current administration's fault and who did what and how. Uh, And look, I agree, energy independence... Should be a goal uh, of the United States. But I think that there is a populism on the right and left that would like to see the United States leave behind its global role as a big brother. And I think the pragmatic reality that we are seeing is beyond that philosophy, for better or for worse, the United States is not ready to give that up yet. The United States once had a strong two-field policy on Russia and China. And I think the, I think the previous administration made some significant changes in policy towards China uh, that I think are heading in the appropriate right direction. So it's not that there's not been anything done. But there has, has been for some time in this country a two-theater approach to managing Russia and to managing China, an axis of autocracy. And I think the last three administrations, including this one, have not realized they needed to keep playing that two theater field, but also really misunderstood the challenge that was Russia. And we can all say this in hindsight, because hindsight is 2020 vision. Um, but if there is to be an America first philosophy, it cannot be an America only. And I think we are seeing. Uh, that, that whether NATO is weak, whether Europe is weak, we need both and they both need the United States. And I don't see that changing for some time. And there's been some really good thought pieces on this that would actually argue it should change, right? And this was the philosophy certainly of the Trump administration that NATO should be holding more weight, that Europe should be putting its hand in its own pockets, as one journalist said it, more to fund security. And I think both are true. But that doesn't mean that we get to not still be a part of the global picture, that we can't that we are not able now to do our part to do the funding and support that needs to be done to maintain Western alliances, because I think the last week shows that for better or for worse, the US still has to be the big brother on the world stage. And I think what this crisis is showing is that, that 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 power and influence is shifting. This was 2030 or 2040. I don't know if the US is going to be what it has been the last 70 or 80 years. But for now it has to be. And the uh, vacuum that was created globally the last four years I think has emboldened China. I think the democratic challenges of the last number of years has emboldened Russia. I think in some to some extent, I don't think this would have, uh, a stronger American people would have changed the calculus. But Putin has been planning this since 2014 or before. I, I don't know what would have stopped this. I certainly think when President Biden said he wouldn't mobilize troops back in December, that that took a lot of leverage off the table, but there's no appetite to go to war. There's no appetite to send troops to Russia. Or If it's one thing Democrats and Republicans agree about right now by the polls is we don't want to get into a war in Europe. I don't think the Biden administration wants to either. But there were vacuums created by some of the pulling back of the last four to five years. And I think there was opportunism around the fact that the United States has not held itself up to maintain and continue being the example of democracy that it once was. That I think the world's actors that have negative intent look at the United States and see a a country that is separated from the world and separated from itself internally. We have a great sword where Republicans go where Republicans are and Democrats go where Democrats are. They listen to their siloed vacuums of information. Nobody listens to anything beyond what they want to hear and they certainly don't listen to each other. And I think around the world, people are asking, is America the country it once was? And I think we can get back there. But this to me represents some massive geopolitical shifts, some massive foreign policy shifts, some massive shifts in America's role in the world and how America is viewed around the world. This is a tipping point. And I don't mean that, you know, uh, you know, ton in cheek. This represents, I think what we're gonna see over the next 10 to 20 years, a, a, a shift in who America is and what it is around the world. We're just not there today. And imagine if America wasn't at the table today, where we would be. Maybe next week I'll talk about something that has uh, become on my radar, uh, and that was as we come out of the the shock of this moment, we'll talk about the agreement in the 1990s uh, where Ukraine gave up its nuclear leverage with the promise that they would be protected by world actors. Are those world actors doing what they said, including us? that we were gonna do. There's so many pieces to this and I don't have the pithy answer. I I don't have the shock jock thought. This is way more complex than just about anybody is gonna tell you, either on MSNBC or Fox. Let me tell you, this is not simple. It is not straightforward. There is no silver bullet. There is no one man uh, at fault for this. I think four or five American administrations since the fall of the Berlin Wall have uh, horrifically managed the situation to get us to where we are at this point today. And that's just the truth. We're gonna go to our last break of the hour. When we come back, uh, Akhil Hamid is gonna be with us, Sustainable Strength System. Uh, we're gonna talk about the system, how it can work for you, and uh, give you a report on my results. I promise to do that. The commercial keeps saying that I have 30 pounds left to lose. I don't have those pounds anymore. Uh, The plan is working. We'll tell you about it on the other side. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on 1030 The Voice.
1: 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk.
0: Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest, Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. Art TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Impact of Southern Arizona serves 52 zip codes in Pima and Pinal counties and reinvests $2.5 million a year into the community. Join us for our Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 2nd at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center where we'll be bringing a national speaker along with local partners and the community together to talk about how we can help people move from just getting by in a getting ahead
3: world to improving their life in our region. Go to impactsoaz.org for more
0: information and to support Impact of Southern Arizona in improving lives and inspiring futures. The
1: time with Devon and her team.
0: Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theatre, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com.
1: This is Bill Buckmaster, coming up at noon, Rio Nuevo Chair Fletcher McCusker on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk.
0: And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here on this Friday edition of Tipping Point, uh, live out of the Common Workspace Studios. I'm your host, Zach Yen. So we're now live. To the end of the show with Akil Hamid from Sustainable Strength System. Akil, happy Friday. Good morning to you.
3: Happy Friday. Good morning, Zach. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, so uh, before we get into kind of my uh, personal connection to this segment, uh, tell us a little bit about Sustainable Strength System uh, again, the system you've developed and uh, uh, why you think it's effective and especially for... Uh, the men listening over the age of 30, you think this uh, fitness and health program is particularly beneficial. Uh, h- how did you create this and what are the components?
3: Right. I'm, you know, I've been uh, a
0: huge fitness
3: enthusiast for, for a long time. You know, it really just started with, with my parents and kind of how, how I was raised. You know, my dad, he's retired now, but he's always been a trainer. So it's kind of the lifestyle that I, that I grew up in um but i think for me i think over the years i've always you know been training people and helping folks and um especially you know when the pandemic hit and the gyms closed i really wanted to still be able to connect with a lot of the the people that i was training and then especially i I do quite a bit of traveling and work overseas and and i have all of these clients that i can no longer work with when 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 i'm no longer there and so uh, in part, building this program in this virtual format with, with the mobile application and things like that and, and a resource, an online resource center is really just changing with the time to be able to um, reach all of the people who really want want to be able to work with me. And and I would say that, you know, there's lots of fitness programs that are out there. Um, everyone's body type and, and body makeup is different. You know, there's all different kinds of diets that can definitely get you kind of all sorts of results. Uh, it really just uh, comes down to like some consistency and having uh, a structure and then having someone to help keep you accountable. And so all of those things together is, is really what um, is, you know, part of the reason why I started this program and, and why I'm, I'm, I believe that people are getting results with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about my personal experience. And by the way, if you're listening, you're going up oh, another, you know, kind of health and fitness uh, conversation. There's there's no like secret shakes or anything, you know, <laughs> like the weird, weird about this. This is simply a dude who knows what he's doing, creating a plan for men over 30, uh, shaping the structure, providing accountability. It's just plain hard work and sticking to a diet, but it's working. Akeel, I wanted to ask you this before we move on. What happens to men after the age of 30? Uh, I, my, my, <laughs> I'll just be honest, Like my weight gain changed, my metabolism seemed to change. Like Overnight, I, I, I couldn't get away with what I could get away with before 30, after 30. What the heck changes <laughs> in a dude's body after 30 that makes dieting and weight loss and just fitness harder than before?
3: right you know and again that's uh can sometimes be individual but right we know that the metabolism changes we have different kinds of hormonal changes you know your body stops uh, producing as much testosterone um you know y- your body just begins to age and things don't work you know that i guess the engine is not working as efficiently as as it should you know and i think that there are um lifestyle choices right i think that uh, you know, if you're generally a healthy person and you have a good diet and you've maintained an active lifestyle throughout most of your life, then I think that that engine runs a bit more efficiently into older age. But if, you know, if you've, uh, you know, if you maybe haven't been as uh, active regularly or if your diet is not very good or if you're not getting good sleep, then it doesn't work as efficiently and, and we start to see it. And I, and I think that's another part of the reason for me, I think that again i've kind of just been fortunate and because i actually enjoy working out i understand that a lot of people don't enjoy working out but you know i'm i'm nearing 45 and most people think that i'm you know in my early 30s yep and so i I think right yeah and so that's part of the re again and you know i think part of that also is is also genetics i mean if you were to look at my parents you know they're they're uh i think they're both going to be 70 this year and they could pass for (laughs) for 50 or 60. but um, but I think in part it's just because I've, you know, I really have just maintained an a-, a really active lifestyle over the last you know, 20 years. And so I, just, I think that it doesn't matter if you're just starting now. I think that if you, if you start adapting a more active lifestyle that, that you'll kind of reap those benefits over time as
0: you age. For sure. Uh, Akhil, do you want to turn the tables uh, and, and ask me, uh, ask me anything? And, and, I, and I do that, I know that's weird, right? But you asked me when I started this with you if I would post something or if I would be accountable, you know, kind of beyond just you and I, if I could share some results. And I was like, well, I'll I'll one up that. I'll go on air and talk about this journey whenever you want. And uh, so do you have any questions for me or? You want to check in on me? <laughs>
3: yeah, absolutely. I'd like to know how how, how you're. Well, I'm excited to see um, or hear where you're where you're at in terms of your weight. But I, you know, I'd like to know just how you're feeling o- overall. Um, if this has been a, a miserable experience for you in terms of you know really being consistent with your workouts. I think today I looked in the app, and today you had your or this morning or was it uh, last yesterday? You had your, your 20th workout. And there's probably a few more in there that maybe just didn't get into the mobile application. But, but yeah, I'd love to just hear about how you're feeling, how your body is feeling overall um, over the time that you've been in the program.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me the answer is pretty simple. Uh, the legend has it that, you know, a pound, pound and a half weight loss a week is the kind of, is the a, is a safe number, is a good number. And I started this all with you in early January, and I'm about at that number uh, where if I look back over the last six, seven, was it, probably seven weeks, I'm at that pound, pound and a half weight loss, you know, and uh, our goal was kind of 20 pounds loss in 12 weeks. Um, And uh, I'm gonna get pretty darn close if I don't actually hit it, but I'm about halfway there. And uh, and, and it came, I, I think the thing that I thought would be hardest was the diet. Um, and so, uh, you probably do this with everybody, but you know, kill okay, you gave me the, the decision. Do you want to do, do you want to just count calories or do you want to do a specific diet that is, it's called a slow, slow carb, low carb kind of diet. And I, I went all in cause I'm invested in this, uh, and I was the heaviest I'd ever been when, you know, got you on the phone. And so I am, I'm following the diet. I thought that would be really hard, um, because I like to eat and I often stress eat. So if there's anybody out there thinking that the diet will be hard, I feel like if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I think dieting the right way, um, but then also getting into that rhythm of doing four, five, sometimes six, kind of either uh, you know workouts or exercises a week um, has been really good. I feel the best that I felt in a really long time. Um, and I also am starting to like again, like the way I look. <laughs> Cause I used to be in the gym a lot more. I used to be an active runner. And then, like I said, like around 30 things just kind of started to shift for me in a way that kind of caught me off guard. And uh, and so I've enjoyed it actually. I, I found it easier even with my busier schedule than I thought. And I think a huge part of that I feel too is that you are checking in constantly. It's emails, it's, it's checking in on the app, it's advice, it's, you know, uh, you know uh, shaping the workout schedule in different phases and giving dietary advice. I think having a guide on the journey is just way better and way easier than if I just kind of made up my mind on December 31st, I'm gonna get healthier, and then had nobody who really cared if I actually did. And uh, so that's been my experience. It's, it's been way easier and better than I thought, not because it's easy, it's hard, but a lot of the roadblocks I expected just weren't there and I think uh, your advice is a, is a huge piece why. So that's, uh, that's my answer.
3: Well, I appreciate that and, and I, I, I do love to see it. I mean, I expected that uh, it would be, I, I expected it would be easy for you because I know that you're a busy guy and you've got a lot of things, you know, I see all the work that you do in the community and you wouldn't be able to do that unless you're able to structure and schedule your days in a very efficient way, you know, in in addition to be a a husband and a family man. So I'm really happy to hear that you're, that you're getting some good results and that it hasn't been too tough. I know I was, I was actually downtown the other day when you had posted about little love burger. And I was wondering, I was secretly wondering (laughs) how much of a burger did you have, (laughs) you know, or, and you know what, what you had with that meal, but I'm glad to hear that also <laughs> the, the diet hasn't been too too tough on you either, because I know that's a, a very difficult thing for, for most people as well.
0: Right, well for anybody listening who is considering giving you a call after this, and I hope people do and they should, uh, you've actually, the, you know actually Akhil, the hardest thing, I'll tell you this, this is, this is 100% true, the hardest thing has been allowing myself the two cheat meals a week. I'm not I, I feel good not eating cheat food that like you have to convince me to go cheat once or twice. So Little love Burger was my oh, cheat meal. I God. saved up for it. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, I had a chicken sandwich rather than a, than a, than a beef burger, but um, that was one of my cheat meals. and and so for anybody listening, uh, you know, there's a couple cheat meals built in or a cheat day where you can eat whatever you want, and it actually is helpful for you to do that because it kind of shocks your metabolism, I guess, a little bit, Akil, um, into, um, it's just, you know, having a guide to help to help through that is really helpful. Akil, I could talk with you for another half an hour, but I think I've got about a minute left with you. For anyone who's listening going, yeah, Zach's story is kind of my story, I need someone to really watch over what I'm doing. I need that 12-week kind of kickstart to make sure I'm on the right track. How can people get a hold of you, Akil, after the show?
3: Right, so they can visit sustainable strength Systems.com And you can just fill out an application To work uh, with me I, I, I think I want to take on A few more people at the beginning of this Upcoming month um, But yes, yeah, that's how they can reach me You can also probably just Google me online You could probably find some information But the, the easiest way to do it Would just go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com
0: I love it Akil, thanks for all your help I hope people reach out to you They should And uh, we'll do this again next month Thanks man
3: Thanks a lot, Zach. Talk to you
0: soon. We'll be back, Tucson, on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hugh Hewitt up next, Bill Buckmaster at noon. Fletcher McCusker's on. Good dude. Take a listen. We'll be right back on Monday, Tucson. Stay safe out there.